Hey everyone, this is Chris and Sandy, been with the Chris and Sandy Show. We get up close and personal, some amazing guests throughout the entertainment industry. And today, like I say on every episode, we got a great one for you. Who do we have? We have Olivia Evans with us today. She was born into country music royalty, daughter of platinum selling singer Sarah Evans, but learned how to sing mimicking Beyonce. Olivia's debut single, Of Course I Do, was fueled by her first devastating heartbreak. It is the first song from her forthcoming pop EP on which she co-wrote every track about the demise of that same relationship. With the release, Olivia marries her musical pedigree with infectious pop melodies and the universal anguish of a broken teenage heart. And we're excited to have her here. We're going to talk about all that and more. So welcome to the show. Welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having me. You know, I always like to start the show out the same way. As you know, um, this past 18, 20 months have been rough for a lot of people. Oh, yes. Um, so I like to talk about that a little bit. How has COVID affected you and what have you done to maneuver through this time? Yeah, I mean, I think most of all, um, one of the hardest parts about it is that is kind of like watching the music industry like come to a complete stop, obviously, with, you know, not being able to be in crowds and all of that yeah, stuff. Yeah. So it was it was kind of frustrating at times because I would watch, you know, all of my mom's shows get canceled and I sing back up for her on tour as well. So um, yeah, I just watched her go through that. And then at the same time, they were still allowing like football games with 15,000 people and all that no, stuff. That didn't seem fair. Exactly. So it was like a frustrating uh, like whole thing. I mean, I know there are a lot obviously more serious situations and obviously hard for a lot of people. But I think probably for us, that was where it hit personally. And it wasn't just about us. It was more about watching like crew members lose their jobs, all the band members get jobs and everything like that. So I think, you know, financially and just losing your line of business was probably, was probably how it affected us the most as, as, a lot of musicians would probably say. Yeah, and that's like for us, you know, mm-hmm. we launched this show January of 2020, so a couple months before yeah. COVID. And, and I remember our original plan was maybe 100 interviews our first year. We thought if we could do that, great foundation. And then COVID happens. Yeah. And I'm watching things mm-hmm. get shut down. I told Sandy, I was like, you know, this might be our time to shine, you yeah. know, because everybody's going to need a place to talk and we're going to give it to them. And because of that, we did over 300 interviews um, in 2020. And we're over 500 now. And one of those was your mom, Sarah. Yes. No, I bet. That's, that's so awesome. <clears throat> so, um, you know, a lot of people would ask, when did you know you wanted to do music? Now, you being a musical family, this answer might be different for than a lot of people, a lot of people in music. But um, when did it click that this could actually be a career? Well, yeah. So it's very different growing up like on tour and with a famous country music singer for a mom. And also like... <laughs> I, my whole family, like her brother plays bass for her. So every one of my family's musical, everyone does something. in the music. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. And um, so, yeah, it was definitely a different upbringing because I learned to like walk and talk and do everything on a tour bus. And so I was just constantly surrounded by that um, lifestyle forever. I mean, like band members would take turns like watching us and stuff. And so it was just always like kind of this crazy lifestyle. But I think when it really clicked that I wanted to do it was when I actually realized that I had something to write about because at first it was more of just like, this is what I do. Like, this is the only thing I'm actually like meant to do because it's kind of set up for me to like walk into that. But um, I mean, still with a lot of hard work, but as far as like having the um, 
inspiration and like just watching my mom do it my entire life. It was looked pretty easy to me, you know, like <laughs> not easy, but it looked like, you know, I have the best teacher in the world. So it's like, I shouldn't mm -hmm. to do it. But uh, yeah, no, definitely when I figured out that I had something to write about and um, also like you mentioned at the beginning, discovering Beyonce was definitely a big part of that because she kind of fueled that like inspiration of like, no. oh my God, I can do all this stuff, you know, vocally and learn mm -hmm. all these things. So that was now, how was that trend? You know, again, you know, people probably expected you to go country. Definitely. How, how was that when you first come out that, you know what? I like, I love country, but this is me. Well, so I grew up watching the bro country movement happen. Oh, and, you know, the term of, you know, the whole, mm -hmm. they, they don't play women on radio. And so I watched that whole thing unfold having my mom be a country artist, it was like devastating in a lot of ways watching that because it was like, no matter what she did, it was like, they wouldn't play her and they wouldn't play any other women in the whole, you know, tomato in the salad move. I don't know if you remember that. There was just a bunch mm -hmm. of stuff. Mm -hmm. that so mm -hmm. um, I wasn't ever planning on it. And my mom would not have advised me to, she actually would have advised me against it. Definitely. Because there was no way that, I mean, still there's, it's really hard for a female to get played on country radio. So I mean, but it does seem to be changing a little bit. A little bit. Definitely. Yeah. I think that like the more people that talk about it and make it a big deal, the better it's going to get. So right. that was definitely a big factor in why I didn't go. Now, I forgot to ask you before the show started. I hate to put people on a spot, but I didn't know. But are y'all, are you performing any today? Am I performing what now? A, um, a song today. Oh, yes. Okay, I, I, just, I, I, you know, I, I hate to ask in the middle of a show because I'm, oh, like, oh, yes. you know, because, because again, you know, sometimes yeah, people say, no, I can't. Someone's not prepared. <laughs> and they, but... No, I got it. My friend guitar player is here to play with me. So. Awesome. Just wanted to make sure, yes. but you know, so that when we get to that point, mm -hmm. we can talk about that. Um, oh, yeah. So, um, so tell us, you know, you, you know, a lot of people they see the glory in like your mom and all the big country artists and the big pop artists and all that. They don't see the grind, the sacrifice, the tears, the struggles it takes to get yeah. there, whether at their level or even a career level within music. And I always want to talk about that. And you've got kind of behind the scenes. So you see the sacrifice and struggles it takes. So even to get to where you are today, um, what, tell us a little bit about that side of it. Well, as far as watching that side of it through my mom, that was more about watching her like balance being a regular mom and also being a famous country music star because I mean she would play three shows over the weekend and then you know be take a red eye and be back for school at 8 a.m on Monday so it was like no. this whole struggle and I didn't really see it until I got older obviously no. because she, mm -hmm. you know she's just a mom so you don't really pay attention to those things but um yeah no definitely realizing how hard that must have been and like the work that she put in all those mm -hmm. years when we were younger and also just taking us on the road and all of those things. Um, it's definitely an inspiration because I'm like, Oh my gosh, I don't do half the stuff that she did. And you know, I'm, I'm complaining about things and, <laughs> but yeah, no, as for on my end, I mean, I think the hardest part for me is probably growing up in a different age of like social media and all that stuff, because mm -hmm. that's definitely the hardest part for me to balance. And no matter how good it looks, on social media, it's never actually real. And that's fine, but that's just how it has to be, you know? And so it's just kind of learning how to navigate all of that is definitely the most interesting, maybe difficult part for me, but. 
I'm still very yeah. blessed to be able to. You know, we've had a lot of kids with, um, from family royalty, basically, and they all say the same thing. So how has it been for you, uh, the comparison to your mom? Because again, you know, people have this expectation of you now because of your mom. How have you handled that? Well, I think that at first, and my brother would say the same thing, it was more of like trying to separate ourselves from Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so that we could prove ourselves to other people like yes we're extremely blessed to have grown up with this but at the same time we're very hard workers we're naturally gifted as well and we were going to put in the effort just as anyone else is and we wanted to definitely prove ourselves to other people and just you know not like my mommy's just doing it for me and things like that you know like stage mom or anything like that so it was, it's mm -hmm. that's probably the biggest part for like having to prove ourselves. But now it's more like, I'm so lucky and I'm definitely going to, you know, show people how grateful I am to have grown up in an industry like that and have right. the and, and, you know, I always want to talk about the sacrifice side and the struggle side, because I think that sometimes people, they get, you know, they have this idea, they want to sing, they want to be in entertainment, mm -hmm. you know, and they think if you've got the voice, if you, if you got the talent, and that's it. You that's all you need. But yeah. we both know that it's so much more to even it's timing. It's every so much is involved that if you're not all in, you're yeah. probably not gonna make it. Oh, totally. I think it's I, I think it's 90% effort and 10% luck. <laughs> and also like who you know, you know, it's it's uh -huh. a, I mean you move to Nashville to make connections and meet people and other musicians. So it's it's all about just like you know, bridging the gaps between here and where you mm -hmm. want to be. So I mean it's it's all about putting the work in and so yes you can be extremely gifted and talented but if you don't have that work ethic it's not going to get you anywhere and i love what you said where like 10 percent luck that's so true because a lot of people mm -hmm. don't want to hear that part of it but okay. you know because you know we've had a lot of people from acting and artists on our show and they all say the same thing there was always that one or two people that opened that one door yeah. but again if they didn't do the work before that that door still wouldn't open. Totally. I, I completely agree. I always tell people like, I have a bunch of friends who are like incredibly talented musicians who will, you know, go somewhere for college and whatever and do all this stuff for music. And I'm, and not that I'm against going to college in any way, but it's more about, you know, like you just need to make the connections and, you know, go ahead and like skip mm -hmm. that, that time that you're spending, you know, if you're good enough, you can you can skip that part and just go ahead and jump right into it. And you'll be five steps ahead of the people who did go to college. So it's just a it's definitely an interesting like path that you have to find for yourself when you want to do music, especially because there are just so many people that are also, you know, reaching yeah. for the same thing. Yeah, because, you know, in real estate, mm -hmm. they always say it's um, location, location, location <laughs> for for this. It's network, network, network. Right? Yeah, that's really all it is. Yeah. <laughs> so you know we talked a little bit about the sacrifice and the struggle so let's flip the script and go the other way and what are a few wow moments where you can look back on your career so far and you're like wow i got to do that some highlights then well i mean i will be honest like my career is very like not you know it's still very new so it's mm. i mean i've had some amazing moments in being able to play my first solo show like that was definitely like one of the best times of my life because and I did that in July I think and it was also the part of it that was like okay now I get to like lead a band with my brother and like actually mm 
get everyone together. And like, I've watched my mom do this my whole life and now I get to actually do it. And that was probably one of the coolest parts ever was because I was like, I don't even need to be nervous. I know exactly what I'm supposed to do for this. And because I just have watched it happen. And so that was definitely one of them. I mean, making a music video, that was amazing. And um, you can find that on my YouTube channel, but it's, that was one of the best times ever because I've never actually done that either. And so I think it's all those first time things that are definitely one of the most like crazy parts of this whole process and just getting so, to write and all that stuff. So tell us um, about the song you're going to perform and then the yes, floor is yours. Please do. Oh yeah. So um, this, we're going to do my first single, which was of course I do, which you mentioned earlier. And mm-hmm. it's, kind of about when I wrote the whole album, I wanted it to kind of be like a storyline album of like every phase of the relationship. And so when I got through all the like heartbreak songs, we were like, okay, we do need one. That's like, you know, I like you and I'm interested and you're like (laughs) a bad boy and whatever, you know, classic like teenage girl story. So I think that um, we just came up with the idea of like, everything's not good about you. Like you're (laughs) obviously bad news, but that's what makes me love you. And I think a lot of girls can relate to that. It's like, you want the one guy that you're definitely not supposed to. (laughs) (laughs) So I think that was totally the inspiration behind this song. And we just came up with this fun, like little pop, like girly. And I don't want to say girly, but you know, like very fun, young, um, really really cool song and so i've been really happy with how it turned out obviously and and this acoustic version that we do actually is also on my youtube channel but it's really really great and i actually kind of like it better than the studio version (laughs) awesome we can't wait to hear it great okay well this is john everyone hello he plays hi john John. um okay so this is of course i do um i hope you like it all right one I'm 
it don't make me think twice If it's wrong, if it's right, don't care And you do got a great pop voice, too. You do. We you love so it. Much. Thank you. That song is is super fun, but I always say it's extremely hard to sing, <laughs> especially yes. when you're not with a full band. But I like it. I love to sing it, but I always have to focus really hard. It's it's great though. I love it. Love that. Yeah. Now, as you know, a lot of people they see you as the artist, but they mm -hmm. don't see the team behind you. And in our opinion, the teams never get the love they deserve. No, but on our they show, totally they get some love. So yes. Take a few moments to tell us about the team that helped mm -hmm. you be who you are. Well, um, first off, I'm I am with the collective artist management, and they're amazing. They help me with every side of my career, the shows and social media and writing, all of those things. So I definitely couldn't do any of this without them, um, like my manager and all of those people. And um, <clears throat> also, I have the most. I, I'm not trying to brag, but I have. <laughs> best band in Nashville of, I mean, I'm any age, but we're all under, I think like 24, 25 oh, and Ooh. they're amazing. And John is one of them, but they're amazing. And so when we did that first show, um, it was kind of crazy for all of us to actually come together and start playing these songs and like see them come to life. And it's weird. Cause you don't normally hear like super produced pop songs with like a full band sound. Yeah. yeah. So we had to like navigate that and turn them into like some cool rock songs sometimes. And like that yeah. song is, you know, acoustically you wouldn't picture it being super pop, but it is. And that, that was one of the best parts, but yeah, no, my entire team, everyone that's been a part of this, my brother, um, all those people are amazing. So I love that. And speaking of teams, we have a third co-host or nine or 10 year old. Now, yes, so today, it happens to be his birthday today. We always have him come on and ask a couple questions. So Sandy's going to go get his name's on. Christopher. Oh, I'll go get him. And we got an almost three year old that when she gets older, she'll be plugged in the show. And it's funny. We, wow. I said, you know what? I bet when the day he turns 10, I'm going to still say nine. Yeah, <laughs> totally. So he's 10 today. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. Double digits. That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> so being behind the scenes with your mom all these years while we're waiting for him to come in, um, what's surprised you the most? Oh, wow. I think um, as I've gotten older, I've mm -hmm. definitely realized, hi, happy birthday. Thanks. <laughs> I think I've definitely like realized how cool she really is oh wow <laughs> i didn't but as far as in the industry like when you're younger you don't really pay attention to that stuff like you know like seeing steven tyler like run up and high five her and like say hey and, like all of that stuff i wouldn't have even cared about i didn't care about it when i was younger but now i'm like oh my gosh that was <laughs> like, really weird and 
like I'm a huge Eagles fan and she did a thing with Joe Walsh one time and now I'm just like that's the coolest thing I've ever seen and that's my mom so definitely that I think like realizing all those Really and cool. and uh, one day he'll realize that because again we we interviewed over 500 people and a, we bring on a lot of actors and actresses too from the shows that he looks up to mm -hmm. so you know right now he don't get the privilege he has right here but we know down the road he's going to look back and say wow <laughs> yeah no you definitely will you'll be like oh my gosh that was really really cool <laughs> hi love so what's your food my favorite food. Oh my gosh. I was actually thinking about this the other day. I love any sort of Asian food. I love Thai food. I probably eat it way too much. Um, either that or a cheeseburger. Like I am just like a classic cheeseburger kind of person, I would say. <laughs> What's yours? Mine yeah. is pizza. Oh my gosh. Yes. I Have you had Five Points Pizza? Do y'all live in Nashville? We're out of Savannah, but we're planning on moving to Nashville later this year. Amazing. Okay. Well, when you move here, Five Points Pizza, I will say is the best pizza place in all of Nashville, maybe in the world. I'm not going to lie. We're coming in for a week in April. So we'll have to try that place. Please go. It's amazing. You will love it. <laughs> okay. So what's your favorite TV show? What's my favorite TV show? Um. Oh my gosh. I love TV. I love Downton Abbey. I watched that when I was really young and I loved it. I don't know why, because it seems like a mature show, but I loved it and I still do. I've watched it like three times. Um, and Succession. I think that's way too old for you, so don't watch it, but it's, it's really good. And what's yours? My Spongebob. Oh my gosh. I watched Spongebob. I still watch Spongebob. I'm not going to lie. I love it. <laughs> and they still have new ones. I know they, they just came out with more, right? That's that's so. <coughs> it's crazy, and then of course now they got the Patrick Show. I have heard about that. I haven't watched it. I'm a little skeptical, <laughs> but <laughs> is it good? He like you yeah. like it, huh? Yes, of course. He likes Patrick. Okay. Uh, well, obviously, who doesn't love Patrick? <laughs> okay, so what's your favorite movie? I am kind of a nerd and I love Lord of the Rings. Have you watched those yet? Those are He hasn't no, yet. Okay. Well, whenever you can, it they're they're probably the best movies ever. I'm not gonna lie. But I love action movies and stuff because I have an older brother who just like made me love that stuff when I was younger. So definitely those. What's yours? Mine is the maze movie. Oh my gosh, those are hilarious. Yeah. Those are so funny. And our almost three-year-old, she, she, I mean, they really have built a, such a strong brand. We could be walking in a mall, and if there's a minion in the store, we have to go in. Oh, I know. Seriously, it's amazing. I see adults walking around with minion shirts on. <laughs> like, that is so cool. <laughs> Bye. Thanks. Bye. Thank you. Happy birthday. <laughs> <laughs> he loves being, we try, you know, again, you know, when we've launched the show, the goal was to keep our family together. And I was like, you know what? We're going to bring him on. And he's been on almost every episode. That's so yes. sweet. That's so sweet. So if you could co-write with any artist dead or alive, who would it be? <laughs> oh my gosh. That is such a difficult question. Um, and you can even name one of each. Yeah. I was about to say, I, oh my gosh. Maybe. Oh my gosh. See, I'm, I just, okay. Alive, maybe Keith Urban. I'm obsessed with Keith Urban and I love, and that's actually like maybe a possibility because he knows my mom. So someday, someday that might happen, but um, I'm obsessed with him and dead. I mean, maybe like 
Aretha Franklin or Michael Jackson. That, or would, be, that would be great. I mean, would be. I mean, who wouldn't? Honestly, obviously. I mean, but yeah. probably those. If if I had to just come up with something off the top of my head. Have you written with your mom? Um, I mean, not really. Maybe like. <laughs> A little bit like jokingly, yeah. but no, not not professionally. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not opposed to it. I actually don't know how that would go. Um, we it work could go either way. It probably could go really great or really bad. Huh? Exactly. We're best friends, but I mean, I work with her because I'm I think backup for her on tour, and mm -hmm. it's definitely weird working for your parent. It's like she's <laughs> my mom when we're on the road. She is just my boss. That's it. And Right. Of course, we wow. are together 24-7, and I love her more than anything. But it's more about, like, you know, when she steps on stage, it's like, if I mess up, I'm done as well. I don't, <laughs> yeah. get, I don't get any free passes or anything like that. So, <laughs> right. so this question probably has a thousand answers. Oh, but just least. think of the first mm -hmm. thing that comes to mind. Um, okay. What is a song you've heard that you wish you wrote? I wish I wrote Style by Taylor Swift. No. Oh, I love that song. And that's actually that's my genuine answer. I mean, there are a thousand songs I wish I would have written, but <laughs> I think as far as, I think that's like top five best pop songs like ever written. And that whole no. album is like no. one of my favorite albums of all time. So she's an inspiration for sure. Now, now back mm -hmm. in 2015, we got to interview Kelsey Ballerini before mm -hmm. she was Kelsey. Did. And um, what, one of the questions I always asked her was where she wanted to be in five years. And I always like to tell this story because, um, the answer she gave us back then is to the T of what she's living now. I mean, she knew where she was going. She almost had it roadmapped had it planned out. out. So knowing that, where do you want to be or plan to be in five years? Oh my gosh. Um, I don't know. I always kind of just give the answer of like, I'm open to a bunch of different options. I mean, if I'm just writing at that time, that's totally fine. If I'm touring, if I have like two more albums by then or, you know, whatever, I mean, I'm kind of just open to any possibility as long as I think it fuels my creativity and also like fulfills me like, yeah. as well, you know? so, I mean, I'm kind of, open, but any of those options. That's it. What are some sources of inspiration for you? Um, I mean, the obvious one is my mom. And as far as like watching someone do the job that I'm trying to do now. And so I've definitely had the best role model, obviously in my life. Um, but I think inspiration for writing and, and what I do, I think like I'm a very personal writer and, and that's, that's pretty obvious. I mean, like I, I do not hide what I'm feeling and mm. I will call you out in a song and I will write specifically about you in a song. I'm not afraid to do that. So I definitely think <laughs> I, I'm, I'm just not, and, and I don't have any other inspiration except for things that I actually go through. So it's like, if yeah. you're like the cheat song, right? Yep. If you're going <laughs> to, <laughs> if you're going to break my heart, I'm going to write about it. So just, I, I tell right. people. <laughs> You literally tell people when you date. Well, I mean, I'm not gonna start it off like that. <laughs> <laughs> Things headed downward. I'm just like, better watch what you do because I'll write a song about it. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. Taylor does. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, it's, yeah. and it's not even that. Mm -hmm. You know, when you look at songwriters in general, if you're around them, you're gonna end up in their song, whether it's good or bad. No, it doesn't even have to be a relationship or like romantically. It could be a friendship. It could be like a parent relationship. It could be anything, but it's just, you know, 
when you're in that position of being like vulnerable and open to people, it's like, you're in my life, you might be in a song, <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's what I'll say, you know. You that's what a songwriter does. They write, right. they write about life. Totally. Yes. And what would you like for your legacy to be as an artist? What would you like to be known and remembered for? Oh my gosh, that is such a deep question. Um, I think that I, most of all, would just, and I don't want to sound cheesy or anything, but I, I want mm -hmm. to remain the way that I am now, as far as like, no matter if I take off in a couple months or if I take off in five years or, or never or whatever, it's like, I definitely want people to always say like, okay, well, she didn't change because of this or because of mm -hmm. the fame, because of who she knows or things like that. You know, if that were to happen, I would hope that I can, you know, definitely keep who I am deep down, at, you know, at bay. So, <laughs> And that was kind of one of my questions too, was, you know, look 15 years down the road and you're a success on a grand scale. What would the person you are today want to remind her your successful self? Just to be humble and to know that like, no matter what I do or the success that I gain, it's not even about me. It's about, you know, being given a gift from God that I'm able to share with other people. So I think that as long as I can, you know, keep reminding myself of that, that it's not even about me. And it's not about me in the grand scheme of things either. Like <laughs> life doesn't even matter in comparison to, you know, having eternal life and all that stuff. So, so as far as that, I think that definitely just keeping my faith in a strong place is probably the most important for me. I love that. And if you could say anything to your fans and followers, what would you want to tell them? Just thank you. And I hope that, you know, I never really disappoint them as far as being a person and also an artist and, and just, I'm extremely grateful for the people that are already so supportive and have pushed me already in the direction that I'm going. It's, it's amazing. It's a really crazy feeling when you like start having people really care about that and pay attention to not just you, but your artistry as well. It's a, it's a really amazing feeling. So, so what's next for you? Well, I, I'm still touring with my mom. And so we just got off a Christmas tour and I always say the Christmas tour is amazing, but also the hardest thing ever because it's nonstop and, you know, oh, still yes. young. And so like jumping into a professional tour is still extremely hard. And, um, so I just finished that, but in my personal career, um, definitely just writing and I want to get some more shows booked and all of that stuff. And I just want to write about everything that's happening in my life and, you know, whatever inspiration I get or relationships I go into, anything like that. I definitely just want to continue being pretty transparent with, with my fans and, and the audience. So. Love that. So as we yeah. come to a close here, let's say you had a friend of yours and you heard him or her sing and they have something special. As Simon Cowell would say, they have that it factor <laughs> and they feel called to music. What advice would you give that person, that specific person to kind of help guide them the next couple of years in this crazy entertainment world? Oh my gosh. Um, probably just to like understand that it's all or nothing. You know, it, it's not just kind of like a you put in half the work and then you 
get half of it back. It's, 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 not, it's not like that. It's not, you know, you can't have both sides of it. You have one or the other. So it's, I would definitely just tell them to like, if they really, really want it, if they really want to go get this thing in the music industry, then they have to really want it because there are a thousand other people just as good as them who might want it just as bad. So it's all about, you know, making that effort. And, and like I said, 10% luck. So also just being patient and waiting for the moment to hit because it will, if it's meant to happen. That's what I always say. Yeah, cause like they say that, mm -hmm. that quote that success is when preparedness and prep and um, opportunity meet. And I think that's so true is, is, you know, it's better to be over-prepared for when the opportunity comes than to be under-prepared and okay. then you lose it. Totally. And, and it's all like, I said, it's, it's not up to you. It's about whether it's in your timing or it's, it's not about your timing. It's about God's timing and about when mm -hmm. that moment is actually going to hit. And so just be patient because like for me, it could be in 10 years, it could be in six months. So it's, it's just a matter of waiting and allowing that to kind of unfold while still putting in the effort and the hard work. And like they say, every overnight success has a 10 year foundation. So yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. so, so tell everybody how they can find you and any parting words you have well thank you first off for having me that this has been so fun and um i'm glad we got to play my song and everything i hope you enjoyed that and um you can find basically all of my information at oliviaevansmusic.com and on my youtube channel and follow me on instagram and all of my social medias they should all be on the website and um It'll show you where to download the music. And if you want to listen to my album, please do, because I love it. I hope you love it just as much as I do. So, um, yeah, but thank you again. This has been such a blast. You know, we we enjoyed having you on the show today. We, we definitely look forward to having you back for updates. Please do. Yes, anytime. I would love that. And you're always welcome anytime. <laughs> yes, anytime. Thank you. All right, you have a great day. Thanks so much. Well, thank you so Bye. much, guys. Bye. Bye. Okay,